This is a Federal News Network podcast. This is Amtower Off Center on Federal News Network. Every week, author, speaker, consultant Mark Amtower gives you his take on what's going on in the world of federal marketing. Now, your host, Mark Amtower. Welcome to Amtower Off Center on the Federal News Network. I'm Mark Amtower. I'm here today with one of my favorite people in the market, Joanne Wojtek, the program manager, program director, goddess of the soup program at NASA. Joanne, welcome back. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. So for for the three people in the universe who are not aware of soup, Give us a little background and on on soup and on you, please. Right, so well, I'll, I'll start with me since that's the older thing. Uh, <laughs> I, I've been at NASA for uh, coming on to forty five years, um, and um, half of it as a programmer primarily, and then more recently in the past twenty seven years with uh, the NASA Soup program, and since ninety nine as the director of that program. Um, Soup itself is started in 93 as the first government-wide acquisition contract vehicle for IT procurements. Um, we, we did it to try to get a computer for a, a, a scientist at NASA a little faster. Um, and that's how the, in humble beginnings to what has become now a $10 billion a year contract uh, vehicle. Um, we, um, we set up Soup to be as flexible as possible while meeting all the right policies and providing information to both industry and government. And we're on our half, over halfway through our fifth iteration of the suit contracts, um, providing ICT, um, information communications technology, and AV solutions, both hardware and hardware, software, and services um, for the entire federal government. We're one of the only two vehicles outside, you know, us and GSA that actually have customers um, on a regular basis from every agency. Okay. And this, you know, next year we're going to be celebrating 30. And I, uh, boy, I I remember the, uh, the 25th anniversary party. I was way out in Virginia, wasn't going to miss the party, drove through this blank, blank rainstorm to show up at NASA Soup HQ, and uh, and it was a blast. Um, so I'm looking forward to to the 30th anniversary party. <laughs> I don't know that we planned one, but we'll see. <laughs> well, we'll yeah, try, office, hopefully by then. <laughs> try 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 not to let it rain on me that day. Either that, or I won't be in Virginia. I'll be at home, and it'll be a shorter drive. So the 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 Soup program continues to. Uh, I was going to say amaze the market, but I think that we're beyond that. Everybody expects the performance. So the current performance of, of soup is exactly what? Um, so uh, we, we did in FY22, we did go over the $10 billion in obligated funds, either through new orders or modifications to existing orders. Uh, so that was our first time above that, that point. Um, my assumption is based on what we're seeing so far this year, we'll be about the same. I, I, I'm not, I'm not thinking that we're going to grow another 25% as we have been in the past few years. Um, but, um, and it is, as I mentioned, covering the entire agent, federal agencies, 
Um, so, um, and, and we have another, I know, you know, a lot of industry listens to this show. Um, while we have 140 contracts, we are now well over 8,200 companies who have products or services on those contracts and continue to add about five a day, which to me is, is one of the most surprising statistics that we continue to add those, those companies to the existing contracts and on, on such a large scale. And, and I, I, I love asking this question. How long does it take you to append a new company, the contract? So if, if in order for a company to get added to the contract, um, the industry contract holders work with that company, they, they submit the requ request. Um, I no longer review them. We actually have another staff member, thankfully, <laughs> who handles it because it is quite a, uh, a large. Um, take them a few minutes to, if, if we have the right information, even less time. So usually within an hour uh, during a, a business hour, um, after the requests come in, um, assuming that it's clear that the company has in, in scope products, which is all that we really need at that point. We'll look at the actual products themselves when they are asked to be added to the contract. So it's the, the time that is spent is mostly with working with the contract holders, um, to, to, um, work out whatever business arrangement to have that be added to that contract. Yeah, and that that is one of the things that, you know, makes your contracting your primes extremely happy. They get, you know, an inquiry from an agency, we want this, they get the inquiry from the uh the OEM, uh we'd like to play on this and you guys are able to perform literally within an hour most times i mean i i get the anecdotes directly from the reseller community and occasionally from the oems themselves yes uh, it's uh, pretty much we we guarantee a day uh, for everything we do it's soup and pretty much everything we do it averages out to us than an hour you know <clears throat> that's extraordinary considering the uh the number of contractors and the number of companies on. So we, we, we haven't gotten quite past this pandemic thing. Um, and I know, you know, having spoken to a number of your staff members over the last couple of years, uh, I'm talking to them from their home offices. So what, what kind of impact has the pandemic had on soup operations and on sales over you know the last 30 months well sales i don't think has been affected at all from our customer point of view and from the basic operational um integrity of the program and, and, and processing of the program that was not affected at all um a fantastic staff um fantastic tech team um who quickly made sure that everything was was working from remotely and has continued to provide that support um, has has hit in all of the the bumps and bruises of of, of getting into telework that uh, from our customer base, whether it be government or industry. So so no impact directly there. I think the impact that it, I, and sometimes it's like well then you can just telework and everything's fine. Um, I do want to note that. There is stress and strain that goes with telework when, when you're, especially when you're in a program like ours that has so much cross teamwork and cross interpersonal relationships. So we're really looking forward to a going back to a hybrid situation. Um, it's not so much that again there'll be an immediate change to our outward appearance, but 
we're always trying to do things better and learn better and improve ourselves. And it works, I think, having the time when there are, in our case, we'll be doing two days a, a week um, and people will be in the office to provide that, that, that ability while still keep giving more opportunity for telework than we did before. Okay. So, <clears throat> pardon me. So was, was there any impact on the the use of soup because of the pandemic from the agencies um it, it's it's hard to pin down to any uh, you know we grew a lot over the last two years but i don't know that how much the pandemic had to do with it we we did see some increase in um in in requests for certain types of a technology um you know that dealt with remote whether it be you know laptop type technology or virtual technology um you know, we we added all the, the 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 conferencing newbie stuff that's out there, um, and in fact, have bought some new stuff for ourselves to get to, and that we've already made use of to to help with that virtual environment. So, um, it's not it's not something that's easy to pinpoint when you're dealing with um, sixty thousand actions a year uh, to find which ones are directly affected by COVID. We had we had requests for things that we couldn't do, like you know, can can we add you know. Um, disinfectants and that sort of stuff. Uh, lots of questions about that. And the answer is now, of course, we still was required to do um, within scope. So um, so we did have to turn away folks to go to the right place to buy things. But uh, yeah, so I think it, it had an effect, but not, it's hard to, to measure it against just general growth of the program. Okay, we're going to take our first break. You're listening to Amtower Off Center on the Federal News Network. I'll be back with Joanne Wojtek, Program Director of Soup, right after this. Welcome back to Amtower Off Center on the Federal News Network. I'm here today with Joanne Wojtek, the Program Director of the NASA Soup Contract. Um, so, in in the iteration Soup Four, you started bringing in stuff that people were talking about but not really doing anything about. And that was the supply chain integrity uh, aspect of identifying where, you know, all of the, the issues around supply chain. Uh, can you explain that a bit, please? Sure. So, you know, start, start with the point that, that what is the main, what do I be the main purpose of NASA soup program office to be? And it is to be the, a place for providing information to help customers follow the policies that they need to follow. <clears throat> so we don't make policy, but we try to find information that helps them. And it, obviously, one of the key ones is if I buy something from a you know a reseller, how do I know it's okay? <clears throat> how do I know that they're, they're either approved or or that they're getting it from the uh, the right chain, or 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 where is this company even located that buys this stuff? So, and, and then we also were concerned with, are there any standards out there and um, that would help with that we, uh, in that area? And, and in the early 2000s, um, the open group started working on a standard under the auspices of the DOD um, with industry to develop that became the ISO 20243 standard. <clears throat> so we, 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 we struck at it from two different views, you know, the, the general view of how do we interact with customers, uh, how does how, do, how does business interact with each other to sell and resell, and then how um, how standards might fit into that? Okay, so, but I mean, again, 
you know, the government was talking about it back in the early 2000s, but you actually incorporated uh, as part of the the contract in soup four. Um, I believe that's accurate, is it not? Um, to some extent, we really, I, I would put, say that, that it came to primary fruition in SU5. Um, we, we use SU4 to learn and to, I think, which often happens with SU, but we'll, we'll, we'll get into an area that we're, we're interested in and then use that iteration of SU to learn. And then in SU5, we really built in um, the processes that we found work best to um, to identify what what it means to be a, a legitimate reseller of a product or a service, and um, and to display that to our customers. Cool. I want to <clears throat> shift gears and talk about small business performance on soup. So for years, since you've been in charge, really, there's been a small business component, and that actually probably predates some of the mandates. For uh, for use of small, so you take companies like Worldwide Tech, which used to be a little tiny eight A. Now they are not a little tiny eight A. They're a multinational. Uh, Red River, uh, Thundercat, you know, on and on and on. You you've got a ton of success stories, and one of the reasons is you personally do not want companies on your contract that can't produce. So you used to visit everybody and make sure they knew how to leverage the vehicle. How do you guys keep that up? <laughs> um, I keep it up by having a great staff, uh, so I don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> uh, we, we, went, we went to 140 companies for Soup 5. Uh, I will note that, that the small business part of Soup dates back to 93. Um, when, when Soup 1, um, we we had specific areas for small businesses um, and and as as with everything, each iteration we improved on that. Um, and and with Soup Five, well, I think with Soup Four we added the SBVOSB. We were the first contract vehicle to have an SBVOSB set aside, a government wide contract with that. So um, so we've always been adding that to our our, um, our portfolio. With Soup Five, um, we're at over eighty percent of our dollars go through through the small businesses. And unlike other contracts where they only do small businesses, then they say 100%. Well, that sounds great, but that's because there's no large businesses competing with them. The fact that we have large businesses and we still get 80% of the dollars to the small businesses speaks well to how we set up the program to make it easy to identify a, a small business group like an SDVOSB or a um, uh, women-owned small business um, and so on and so forth. And then and then make it easy for the customer to do a set-aside to that group and, and receive quotes and, and 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 obtain their their orders so um so we really pay attention to that and that has kept us with that high percentage even within a mixture of large and small businesses um in terms of uh, you asked a question i'm trying to remember what it was <laughs> the, the you know how, how you help small businesses on the contract right um, basically yeah so so the and and we we we've all yeah as I said we've always been uh, been cognizant of that oh in terms of, of meeting with them what what this is this is not just small businesses but it's, it's more you know obviously important to a small business coming to use us um, we have a team um, a contract holder relationship management team and um, it truly is a team for a while it was me and then it was me and one other person and now it's it's quite a team of folks who um, who are in constant contact 
I mean, we regularly ensure that they are meeting with each of the contract holders on a one-on-one -on -one basis. Um, and then we actually having a program managers meeting this summer. Our first it will be hybrid, but one of our first, you know, non non-virtual, non-fully virtual meetings. Um, and that that'll be an opportunity for us to interact with them. Um, we pride ourselves in, in in knowing the companies and and being able to to reach out to them and work with them. Um, and I think it does help the small businesses that may struggle with, with you know if they just throw in a contract, say go do it yourself. Um, even when they it, when we have an ovation, which we innovated quite a few contracts, uh, we immediately have a a teaching session with them. We, we make sure they understand how this contract works and and, and how best to utilize it. Okay. Have there been instances where a novation has been requested, but you turned it down? I believe there have been instances where an attempt to novate was not within the bounds of the FAR, in which case that would not have occurred. Um, so, it, you know, basically we follow the FAR regulations about how novations occur, and we, you know, we ensure that that, that occurs. We also do review. Um, a, a technical review of all innovations to make sure that the, the company uh, meets the requirements of the original Soup 5 RFP in this case. Um, so so there's, there, is a, there is a review process, um, in part because we want to make sure that, that the company doesn't just you know, stumble into trying to innovate. You know, they may buy you know, maybe a, a company that sells uh, paper towels, um, some, for some reason acquires an IT company and says, oh, all right, I'll just innovate. And it's, it's not that simple. This is not a contract that just is um, is something that you can do without some knowledge of IT and, and, and ability to get into the, the, the broad range of, of requirements that come in. Again, 60,000 uh, you know, actions occur every year. That's a lot of actions. Um, and, and they cover such a broad range of technology that, that you have to have a business that, that can build itself up in that arena. Okay. So... <clears throat> That's something else I should have touched on earlier. 60,000 actions. How quickly can you turn around those uh, requests or process the orders to be more precise? Yeah, so, yeah. so, so processing the orders, as, as I mentioned earlier about, about um, adding companies and adding products and, and, um, and processing orders are all the 24, within the 24 hour range. Um, again, and, and as, as, stated most things that we do is within an hour so an order comes to us we are not we are not um, actually acting on orders all that we are doing when, when an order comes to our system is is checking to make sure that all the items are in contract they're in scope um, they're from a valid federal agency um, we can we put in the point of contact information enter the enough information to track it and then send it off to the the contract holder for processing so it's a it's not it's not an actual um you know, we're not signing contracts. Uh, we're not. Right. Uh, we're not but, but, but we do. We do provide that a lot of tracking and and ensuring that that um, that everything bought is is correctly bought. Cool. Uh, well, <clears throat> that leads me to my favorite end of FY question. Um, do you have any ideas how many orders she processed on September thirty? <laughs> Surprise! I can get that fairly quickly. Um, I, while I'm doing that, I will say that obviously September is is a major uh, time for us. Um, 
probably I'm, off the top of my head, I'm thinking like thirty percent or more of the, of the dollars you know I, I go through that that month, if if not more. Um, it is it is a um, it, it is a very busy time. Uh, it's 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 not changed much. Like there's been slight bumps and changes of, of how much happens, um, but it's it's been pretty consistent um, from from year to year um, in terms of, of September just really uh, uh, being the key one. And September 30th itself, we're open until until um, uh, midnight, um, and we are doing orders until midnight on on the 30th to uh, to deal with all that. Um, midnight in all time zones, or what? Uh, no, no, midnight midnight for our time zone, <laughs> Eastern time. Um, we're, we're not. Uh, you know, we, we, and it's not even necessary that, that that not be true because the time of the order is the time that it's signed by the CO. So as long as the CO signs the order by September 30th, um, it's a September 30th order, even if we even if we process it through our system the next day because we're not doing you know actual procurement action on it. So it's already a valid order uh, based on that. So so we do do uh, quite a few orders um, later in um, in the month. Um, of October, um, but but most of them come in before that. And I, I apologize. I can't, I can't. I do not. I thought I was. No, that, that's fine. You, you, you gave me a ballpark figure, so that's yeah. great. We are going to take a break, though. You're listening to Amtower Off Center on the Federal News Network. I'm here with Joanne Wojtek, Program Director at NASA Soup, and we'll return right after this. Welcome back to Amtower Off Center on the Federal News Network. I'm here today with Joanne Wojtek of NASA Soup. You can find them at soup.nasa.gov. And um, if you're if you're not as familiar with soup as you should be, that's a great place to start. Um, so there, there's there's a lot of success around your program. It is literally the poster child for GWAC success. So what are the keys to the success of the program? Um, so the, the easy question, the easy answer is, uh, is staff, just having the most fantastic staff. And I, I, I may not have emphasized that in the past, but maybe the past two years that made me recognize it even more or, or whatever it is, man, just, just having a fantastic, dedicated group of people who, who care about the, the, the mission of, of providing that acquisition process to our customers and it comes through in the customer service we get a lot of kudos for our customer service team um the fact that we look at at how at, i think a part of it is that we look at at the partnership that we provide is not just to the government customer but we're a partner with industry um you mentioned you know finding out more about us uh, we have an industry team i mentioned the contract holder team before but we also have an industry team this is this is relatively new um, the past couple of years uh, that, that is dedicated to working with those companies who don't have a contract but may want to add their products and services to suit. Um, and they are all constantly going out and, and, and interacting with industry. Understanding understanding industry, I think, can help government acquire their products better. That's, that's unfortunately, seems radical uh, because the government tends to think, well, industry needs to understand us first. And I, I think it's, it's a, it, it goes both ways. And that's what we've always strived for. Um, and by knowing that, we're able to give, give our customers, our government customers, better information about 
you know, about industry, about what's being bought, about how best to proceed. And we understand what, what's going on. So um, that's, that's a, a key. Okay. So, I mean, you implied the answer to my next question, but let's, let's take a look at it anyway. And that is why customers keep increasing their usage of your program. So, so another, another key that, that has also provided a lot of the growth is um, we're building up a, what, what we started out at Super 5 calling a, an agency catalog, and it, it's still a term we use, but it's evolving into more of a marketplace. Um, so one of the areas that, that we have found customers uh, need help when, they, when they're buying lots of stuff is just where do I go? How do I find what's okay? Especially in the, in, in, in the today's world with a CIO um, and, and, and other you know, high-level agency folks want to better understand what's being bought and, and want to maybe, I don't want to say control, but they want to make sure that what's being bought fits the, their policies. And so how do I, as a, you know, if I'm some technical person who just wants to buy a computer, how do I make sure that, that I'm buying one that, that fits my agency? Well, we can provide that agency a marketplace and where they put those, where we show which of those products are available on Soup, make it easy to find. It's, it's it's an evolving technology that we're doing dealing with and um and it has definitely been a driver for some major agencies and some smaller ones too who want to to have that place that they know their agency customers um can can get to those items that again are identified as the agency approved or um, there's different terminologies at nasa we call it a covered articles uh marketplace um and and that that is one of the big drivers of, of recent years. Well, and and one of the reasons they want to know the you know the CIOs, CTOs, those people want to know this is they're graded every year on that Petora scorecard, and this helps them align everything they bought from you with their mission, right? Yeah, that that and and, and the security aspect of it. You know, if if. For NASA, um, they go through a process of, of um, identifying a product, making sure that it that it fits within the the security policies of the of the agency. Imagine just saying go you know, go off to Amazon and buy something, and 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 not knowing which ones you know the CIA has approved yet or not. It's much easier to go to Soup and say, hey, there it is. This is the list. You know, here's the list, and here's the products, and here's so you can buy it from. And it's, and it's all right there for NASA to go to. Um, it, it 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 gives that CIO the confidence that. That they are, you know, again, not not controlling, but they're providing the customer base with these are the, the approved ones. These are the ones that you can get to, and the customer doesn't have to spend a lot of time on their own trying to figure it out. So we're trying to help both sides of that of that equation. Cool. So I want to shift gears yet again, and let's talk about the strategic goals for 2022. Uh, you had some very specific ones. I think we discussed briefly last time you were here. Right. So, um, so in 2022, um, we, we came up with three uh, goals for this year um, that are the strategic nature. We have many goals of different types. Um, and by strategic, that means uh, new areas or areas that we're going to focus on that maybe not, not so new, but we, we find um, a, a concentrated effort will, will help move them forward. Uh, we talked about um, supply chain. So one of the goals has to do with industry. I, I mentioned that we we have been doing our best to 
provide information about interactions between, you know, a reseller and a business and an OEM and so on. But we have found over these past five years that there are so many iterations of what that means in industry as to what the supply chain means and, and distribution, or even where, you know, knowing where a company exists, whether a company is owned by another company or not, and, and, and how those interactions are handled. So really want to spend some time better, best understanding that so that we can provide the, the complete picture to our customers about how a product gets from the start to the, to the end. Um, the second one has to do with the um, with training. Um, it's our external communications uh, strategic goal, and this this comes down to we have been doing a lot of external training to our customers uh, over the past thirty years, uh, particularly since '99, uh, and we've been using pretty much the same uh, deck of slides. You know, obviously it changes by you know what's available, but the basic deck, the basic flow of the training has been the same. And it seems like maybe after 30 years, there might be some new ways to do things. So, so we're looking at what, what are, what are some, some of the best uh, current ways to integrate a, a multimedia experience? How do we integrate virtual now that that's a piece of it? And how do we improve that, that educational to come up to the modern world? And then the third one is more of a, um, of my own vision of, of things. My background is deals a lot with, um, with um, from since, not, since 1977, when I first walked into NASA, has been dealing with interfacing to the customer. And obviously that's the websites now. And what I realized in the past year or so is that in, since 90, since the, since Java came on, on board um, and, and, and JavaScript, um, the way websites interact with the customer have not changed much. Um, and I, I feel like there's a time, this is a time for a change. Um, I'm, I'm very careful that we're not talking virtualization or the metaverse. What I'm looking at and having this team do is look at um, what, how do we visual, is, can we visualize the information navigation? And by that, I mean, if you go to the NASA SEEP website, there is a lot of information. There is so much information. We can tell you everything on that site. So much information that it's hard to know where to start. It's hard to know where to go. It's hard to know how to navigate all that information. And in my in my vision and what this Vision Quest team is doing is saying, so can we make it a visual rather than a textual uh, view into that information? And, and a simple way of looking at that is it might be five doors. One door is for contracting offices. They open the door. And they see that they're in a library. And the library has books. Ah, that's where the documentation is. It has a video screen. That's where the TV, that's where the videos are. Um, what, what are cues that we can give customers that this is where you find the information that, that works in their intellectual way um, and their visual way rather than expecting them to drop down menus, go to different sites, pick here, go here, help lead them there. So, um, so they're, we're researching how best to do that. So is that it on the website? Yes. <laughs> okay. I just wanted to make sure. We're going to go ahead and take a break then. You're listening to Amtower Off Center on the Federal News Network. I'll be back with Joanne to wrap up right after this. Welcome back to Amtower Off Center on the Federal News Network. I'm here wrapping up with Joanne Wojtek of the NASA SOUP program. Again, you can find them at SOUP, S E W P dot NASA dot gov. Sorry I didn't spell the SOUP earlier. But if you've been in the market for a while, you know the acronym, I hope. 
So I, I get a couple of wrap up questions here. Is is there are there any real plans to expand beyond the uh, the expand the scope beyond the products um, predicated on feedback that you're getting, et cetera? Well, I I think my my first statement of that is it's already been expanding quite a bit and still and still not it's five five years into suit five we that still is not fully understood by even our our contract holders at times. Um, we added um, product-based services, and that was a very generic term that I came up with to, to describe any service that touches upon products. It doesn't mean that they have to include a product. It doesn't mean it has to uh, be a, a specific product, but that there be it has to be some you know some product basis to it. So uh, that includes things like uh, AV technicians, you know, running a, an AV uh, area. Um, Things like that, so it doesn't have to be just installation, which is always it, but the whole the whole gamut of, of of support and usage of of the products that are in scope for soup. So, so there is actually a lot within soup that that is allowed in soup five um, that that was expanded. It has been used more. That is part of the growth that we've had. We've had some understanding of of how to utilize that, um, but we're still working on getting that word out that there is there is a lot of services there. Um, we really consider ourselves now a solutions contract, not a not a product contract. Um, what we do at, at with Soup um, and and that they actually the services is a good example. In Soup Four, there was a lot of questions because we did have limitations. Um, we we went to Soup Five. We said, well, what what were our areas that we could add? Um, we added medical um, health IT um, in, in Soup Five that we didn't have before. Um, we we added the services piece. Um, we and, and if you go back to the history of soup, if you went from one to two to two, at each one of those, there has been a jump in the scope, and it's based on on feedback from our customers, um, internal discussions about where we want to go with the program, um, and and so on. And so we did go with the full gamut of every type. It's not it's not a full support service contract, uh, but but it does provide that. Go to as we move forward. Of course, we will continue to look at. What are the areas that people keep asking for? Um, a, a, an interesting one, not service related, but we get a lot of questions about is drones. You know, hot topic of today. Um, one area that we very specifically said no to, and I'm thinking I may still want to say no to, but we'll certainly have to look at that because there's always questions of, well, we allow cameras, we allow sensors, we allow all the pieces of drones to be on the contract, but we don't allow drones themselves to be on. Um, and much of the same way with services. We allow certain types of services, but um, would we would we allow that that more general support services contracts? Always a, a consideration has always been a consideration in, in soup, um, but no way to predict at this point where we go with that. Okay, how how much of these these uh, uh, changes are predicated on customer feedback? We are now recording. Um, so, in terms of, of customer uh, feedback, one, you know, I, I mentioned the fact that we do, did health IT in Soup Five um, versus Soup Four, and, and that was that was totally based on the VAs customers um, coming to us in in Soup Four and, and looking to um, to add more of the IT that was that was permeating health, the health industry uh, as we moved into that, that era. Um, 
And and so we, we, we're always looking at, at what our customers are asking for and when we have to say no to them. Uh, we don't like to say no, that that's not in scope. Um, so then we ask ourselves, well, what can we do to to make that, you know, do we want to make that within scope? Is it, you know, we, want, we won't, for example, add disinfectants. Uh, you know, as I mentioned, COVID, people wanted disinfectants. They wanted, um, they wanted some of the, the, the more um, specific things to COVID that, that are not IT related. We, we can't do that and we're not going to. We're not going to expand beyond our, our base of, of what we do. But there's always new ideas and, 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 and requirements that maybe don't quite fit. Um, drones are certainly one um, that, that we have had customers ask for, uh, even robots. You know, where, 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 does, where, does the, where do you go from being a robot to being, uh, you know, my robot vacuum cleaner is great. It's definitely IT. I don't know if that quite fits the scope of what Soup does, but we'll listen to what our customers are asking for and understand why they think that that should fit in and then discuss internally. Okay, that makes perfect sense. I want to shift gears again. I'm going to start off with a short anecdote. Back in 09, you guys invited me down to keynote uh, the uh, the soup annual conference, and it was in uh, Austin, and it was absolutely wonderful. When I walked into the hotel, it was like walking into a family reunion. The vendors knew the contracting officers. They knew each other. Everybody knew the soup staff, and it, it you know the ambiance was palpable. So you guys have done a lot of of uh, of events, but over the last two years, really a little longer, you you couldn't. So what are you doing? I mean, you, you do something with NCMA. Explain that to me. So um, a few years back, uh, as, as you mentioned, we used to have our own own conference and. We recognize the fact that, that there was actually something going on that where a lot of our customers already went to, and that was NCMA, the National Contract Management Association's annual event um, in the summer. Um, this year, it's July 17th, 20th. Um, so up until uh, 2020, for, for, for a few years prior to that, the afternoon or the last day of the NCMA conference, we would hold a soup event. So it wasn't actually part of this, directly part of NCMA, but it, we tied ourselves into that time and that place. So so somebody attending NCMA could just stay there an extra day or not go to NCMA, just come to the soup piece, um, spend the afternoon um, in, in depth um, learning about soup, both industry and government. Um, it was wide open. Um, and we are restarting that this year after a two year hiatus um, and, um, and we'll be having an event on, on the 20th uh, Wednesday in, um, I believe it's in Chicago this year. Um, so it's, it's our way of trying to build up a, a, uh, that event. We also have local events um, that we've done, um, and we had a, a few in the DC area um, in prior to 2020. Um, we 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 did hook in with a few virtual events during the past two years, but looking forward to our first hybrid event coming up um, with the uh, supply chain risk management uh, forum. Um, it's an all-day event in in the DC area, but it will be virtual, so it's available to anybody to, uh, to register for. Um, there's information coming on our website. Um, it's not um, it's it's not. I believe we don't quite have the registration available, but it will be. Um, and I'm trying to make sure I get the right date here. Um, on uh, April, I'm sorry, on on May 24th in Arlington, Virginia. Um, I believe there is college in there. 
Um, and it, this is actually not a soup supply chain discussion. It is a government-wide supply chain discussion. Uh, we'll have people from NIST and NLMB and, and obviously NASA and soup and, um, and, and various other agencies and, and industry to talk about key IT-related supply chain issues. So we're trying to bring that um, a, a specific view that, that would help um, both sides of the equation in, in this the key policy issue. So you should be able to find the events uh, where Soup will be either hosting or participating on uh, soup.nasa.gov. Uh, so there's there's a lot. I remember, you know, you've been on panels that I've moderated with other GWAC PMs, and those are always fun too. But I haven't done one of those obviously in a couple of years. <laughs> So, <laughs> yes, and, I, but, and I'll be doing my first travel this summer to uh, to some events. So, I'm starting to get out there and and and, and do and do that. Any any final thoughts? Um, we we you, you briefly asked about about the scope and just a, a note because it is coming up, and I want to make sure people are aware that we are aware the Soup Six is coming up, but we're not ready to talk about it yet. So uh, this is one of those uh, you, you get you get the full full information that I can give you with this, which is nothing uh, other than the fact that um, it's three years away. Um, we're we're, we're hitting we're hitting we're hitting the uh, it's 20, it's May of twenty twenty five. We'd have to have new contracts in place, <clears throat> so you can do the math on that and realize that you know. If the government's going to do something of this nature, we're going to start working on it um, internally, and that's where we are. There'll be nothing externally probably for another year or so. Um, but when we are, I'm sure you will you will hear about it, Mark. Mark and we'll certainly be happy to um, you know, make sure that you are able to publicize how people can be involved. But it's certainly a year or so away before before we do anything public. Yeah, you know I'll be all over that. So. <laughs> Joanne, thank you very much for joining me today. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, have a wonderful rest of your day. This is not my day job. I advise companies on all aspects of marketing to the government, but I specialize in helping companies build subject matter expert platforms, uh, develop content to, uh, to support that platform, and then bringing it all together on LinkedIn. So if that resonates with you, Drop me a line at markamtower at gmail.com. And thank you very much for listening to Amtower Off Center. You've been listening to Amtower Off Center on Federal News Network. Tune in Mondays at noon or subscribe to this show on iTunes or Podcast One.